This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 93, all about journaling. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hey friends, how are you all doing? Today, we are going to talk all about journaling. Last year, I was interviewed by a journalist named Heidi Sander for an article about the power of journaling. And specifically, she wanted to know just my experience with journaling and how it has helped me be more calm, mindful, and resilient. You can actually go find the full interview on medium.com. But I thought today I would share with you some of what was written. And the format I'm going to share it is I'll give you what the question was. And then instead of just giving you a standard list of why journal, the benefits, how to journal, information is going to be sort of weaved into my question, the answers to the questions that I gave. So hopefully you'll enjoy hearing a little bit more about journaling in more of a narrative format. So the first question she asked me was just basically what my experience was with journaling. And I had shared that journaling has been part of my life for a very long time. And I think that journaling is one of the most amazing activities you can do, simply put. Now, on a professional side, being a speech-language pathologist, I have always viewed journaling as an excellent language activity. It has so many benefits. It helps you organize your thoughts and build your vocabulary, improve your writing. Plus, it carries the benefit of helping conserve your memories. So I think for myself, initially, I journaled as a way to record my life and to document and consolidate memories. There's that expression, the palest ink is better than the strongest memory. So I want to remember things. I want to remember the detailed things. I love to be able to look back and be reminded of things. And I started to see that looking back on my journaling also helped me to see where I had grown, how far I had come. And I then realized that journaling also served a key role in helping me identify what I actually thought and what I believed because there's something about the words being reflected back, like in black and white. So I could ask myself, do I really believe this? So those were sort of the beginning stages of my journaling. It was more to document my memories, and then it was to help me process some of my thoughts. And then as I became older as a speech pathologist, I realized the huge benefit building your cognitive reserve and working on your language. When I went through my divorce, journaling took on a whole new role because I had so many emotions that I really didn't know what to do with. And I had two young kids that I was taking care of in addition to working. And while I love talking to friends and I did get some counseling, I felt like I needed more and I needed something that I could turn to often with minimal effort. So I ended up turning to my journal. And this time though, I started writing all about my feelings. I was not writing for it to serve as a record or to safeguard my memories. 
I was writing as a way to release all the confusing, contradictory, intense emotions that I felt. And as I wrote, I noticed I felt a release. I felt calmer. I felt more at peace. I felt more empowered. So those were the beginnings of my journaling experience. She then asked me how I felt journaling helped me heal mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I said that I didn't realize at the time when I was going through my divorce, how pivotal journaling would be for my actual healing. And I didn't realize that letting my emotions out on paper was actually allowing me to acknowledge them and to not fear them. Like I didn't have to hide them or resist them or distract myself from them. I could write anything on paper. No one had to read it. It didn't have to be fact-checked. It did not have to make sense. I could change my mind as I wrote it. And it was really such a gift to myself to allow myself to feel everything and put it on paper. And I also didn't realize how important this is for the brain and your nervous system because keeping emotions trapped can wreak havoc on your nervous system. So I had suffered for years with irritable bowel syndrome for IBS. And I understand now how the stress my body was under and my resistance to letting my emotions out was causing me just so much pain physically and emotionally. And it was just coming out in different ways in my body. So journaling was a way to release the stress and was a way that I sent a signal to the brain that it's okay to feel all these emotions. There's nothing to fear. So I didn't need to have unhealthy ways to cope. I could cope with my journal. So journaling was very pivotal in allowing me to process so many of the emotions that I felt when I was going through difficult times in my life. She also asked me whether journaling helped me find more self-compassion and gratitude. And to be honest, I think I've shared this with you on the podcast before that self-compassion is really a work in progress for me. I tend to be pretty hard on myself. And so with journaling, when I would reread things I had journaled about, I started to notice a trend in my writing saying things that maybe weren't so kind to myself. So a journal is a bit like a reflection. It's reflecting what is actually there. And if I don't like the reflection, then it's a sign to me that I need to be a bit more self-compassionate. Would I ever write a letter to my closest friends saying some of the things that I would write to myself? Well, likely not. So why was I doing it to me? Now, the good thing about journaling is if you do keep your journals, you can look back and you can actually see how you've grown. And that to me is where gratitude comes in. I can look back and I can see growth or I can connect the dots as it's often referred to. I can see how my experiences have shaped me and I can feel gratitude for them. The next question she had asked me was about the kind of journaling I do because there's different kinds of journaling. So I shared that I do a couple different kinds of journaling as I've already alluded to. One is for pure record keeping, documenting my memories, recording events, things I want to remember. And then the second kind of journaling I do is where I do write out my feelings, share my thoughts, write out my dreams. I may share some of my challenges or write out some things I want to believe or grow in or manifest. And sometimes I use journal prompts or I answer some questions. The last kind of journaling is what I call deep dive journaling. And it's something that I often share with my clients and it is so powerful. It's really the time when I write out my deepest feelings. And for this journal, 
I write it and I delete it whenever I'm done or I rip it up if I've written it on paper. The thing is, is we write differently if you think that there's an audience or a chance that somebody else will read it. So think about it. If you're writing something, sometimes our brain will be like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't want anybody to read this. So you may not realize, but subconsciously you're altering what you want to say. You are editing your writing. But knowing that I'm going to rip it up or delete it actually gives you the freedom to just let loose and allow all your emotions to flow out freely without any judgment. So it was a really powerful way to journal. And the benefits of journaling this way I really want to offer to you are enormous. If you are struggling with something, especially that you have a lot of deep feelings or confused feelings, or you've gone through a very difficult times, I'm going to offer to you to try out this kind of journaling where you write your deepest, darkest, most detailed thoughts You don't worry about punctuation, structure, anything like that. And then after you get it all out, you delete it. Because what that does is it sends a message again to the subconscious brain that it's safe for you to have those feelings. They're not going to hurt you. And the subconscious brain is sort of like, oh, she's writing about it. Okay, it must be okay to feel it then. She doesn't seem to be any danger. She's writing about it. And then you go and you delete it. And that deleting it is very freeing. And it also allows you the freedom to write whatever you want to write because there's no fear that anyone's going to read it. Now, the next question that I shared or I talked about with her was about gaining different perspective on life and my emotions while I was writing. And again, I you know will say that when I first started writing about my feelings... I tried not to edit or hold back and just allow them to flow freely and not judge them, especially since I knew that I was going to be deleting it. And I I keep writing until I feel I don't have anything left to write about. And sometimes I'll just stop there. I will have some relief. I feel a release as I've just allowed my feelings to be present. Now, sometimes I do take it a step further and I may ask myself some questions that I can journal about and questions like, how else can I think about this? Or how is this not true? Or how would a compassionate friend respond to this? Or what else is true? Another question I love asking, and it's sometimes a tough one, but it's what if this is happening for me instead of to me? What am I supposed to learn? Now, these questions set my brain onto a different path. And we've talked about the power of questions on the podcast before, because the brain likes to answer whatever question you ask it. So it will go to great lengths to find another perspective if you ask it. For example, when I was journaling about my feelings during my divorce, I often found myself writing things such as, this is not fair, or this is the worst thing that has ever happened, or I'll never get over this. And then asking myself a question such as, what else is true? Or how is this the best thing for me? Help me actually see some possibility. And while initially it could not make the pain go away or solve any problem, it actually offered me hope. And I think the best way to gain a new perspective is to change the question that we ask ourselves or change the questions that we ask ourselves. Now, this is something that I often teach and share with my coaching clients. It is all about the questions you ask. You have the answers within you. 
but sometimes you're just asking the wrong questions. So play around with asking yourself different questions when you are journaling. Now, the next thing that um, I was asked was to share the five ways that journaling can help you be more calm, mindful, and resilient. So here they are. The first way I think that journaling can help you be more calm, mindful, and resilient is, as I've already talked about, it's a great outlet for releasing emotions. It's a way to get out all your feelings, your judgments, your criticisms, and emotions that stay trapped in our body, like we talked about, can wreak havoc on our systems. So journaling is like releasing the valve on a pressure cooker in a very healthy way. There is often a feeling of weight being lifted off you when you get something down on paper. You don't have to hold the feeling in your mind or body anymore because it has a place to go on your journal pages. Now, the second way that it has helped me be more calm, mindful, and resilient is it helps me clarify my thinking. Because when you see something in print or you read it out loud afterwards to yourself, you can ask, do I really think that? Or as you're writing, you can even ask, does this make any sense? And in order to put down in words, you first need to try to work through in your brain to make sure you actually understand what the brain is thinking about. And once it's down on paper, you can reflect back on it or come back to review on it in a later date. So journaling is really beneficial in helping you sort out what your thoughts are and clarify what you're actually thinking and then asking yourself some questions if this makes sense. Do I really think this? Now, the third thing that can be super helpful is journaling can really help you gain some distance and perspective because you can observe things from a place of curiosity. Asking questions not only clarifies what you think, but it can help you develop a different perspective. And asking different questions allows your brain to be more flexible. And as I've already said several times, going to drive home this point, asking questions is one of the most powerful ways you can access your inner wisdom. So try it. Fourth thing, journaling helps you slow down. We are always in such a rush to get things done. We're constantly multitasking and journaling is an activity that actually keeps you in the present. Your brain has to slow down to give yourself time to document. So slowing down will help you also make better choices and you can live more deliberately when you have this time to really reflect in the present moment. And finally, journaling captures your life. It's a witness to what you go through. It's also a witness to your growth. Going back and seeing how far you have come can be really inspiring. Reviewing tough times can also remind you that you've been through tough times before and remind you that you are resilient. It acts as proof of your life when you have a document in front of you. If you journal, you're able to reflect back and see growth and see how all the dots are connected. So those are just some thoughts on journaling. Really, journaling is a great way to release stress and get your emotions out. It's a great way to tune into your own intuition and gain insight into yourself and even your relationships. It's certainly a great way to monitor your progress and gain perspective. And of course, it's going to help you improving your memory and keeping your memories alive. And it allows you to see things reflected back to you to see if that's what you truly think. Again, I'll encourage you to do the different 
types of journaling. Do the one where it's record keeping or do the one where you want to process things. But if you really want to go deep in understanding your emotions and really letting your subconscious feel okay with having these emotions, then try writing and deleting writing and ripping up the paper afterwards. It's so freeing. And you'll start to see that sometimes you'll be documenting and you'll be writing things that maybe you never thought you would write before. And when you do that, you will feel such a release. So really encourage everybody, if you're not a journaler, try it. I know that many of my SLP clients, we joke, I am such a journal pusher, obviously because it helps with their writing skills as well and all the other cognitive communication skills. But I really strongly recommend everybody try journaling. So try it out and let me go. Let me know what you think about it. That's what I have for you today, friends. Have a wonderful week. Happy journaling. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.